Coming up on today's federal newscast, new legislation could get some financial relief to feds while they wait for back pay once the partial government shutdown ends. The shutdown is still going on, however, and it's starting to take a real toll on the economy. Meanwhile, a new Pentagon study shows the natural disasters military installations may be in for. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. A freshman congressman introduces his first legislation to support federal workers suffering financial hardship during the partial government shutdown. California Congressman T.J. Cox's bill would require the Treasury Department to provide interest-free loans to the more than 800,000 federal workers affected by the partial shutdown. Eighty-four other lawmakers have signed on as co-sponsors. The legislation will help workers pay their bills and meet other financial obligations. Some federal employees will likely get another furlough notice in the next couple of days. The Office of Personnel Management says agencies need to send out second shutdown furlough notices when it goes beyond the 30-day mark. OPM says agencies should send furlough notices by email or physical mail. The notices should not authorize agencies to bring employees back in for orderly shutdown activities since most agencies already handled that work. The State Department has enough unappropriated funds to pay its workforce for the next 15 days. William Todd, Deputy Undersecretary for Management, first notified furloughed employees Thursday to start reporting back to work this week. Employees still won't get back pay for any hours on or before January 19th until the shutdown ends. The longer the shutdown goes, the more generalized its effects on the economy. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. President Trump's own economic advisor, Kevin Hassett, doubles his estimate of the downturn in weekly economic output to 0.13 percent per week. Bloomberg government estimates government contractor receipts are down by $200 million a day. The bigger the company, the greater the losses. Estimates of the number of contractor people not working top one million. A weekend offer from Trump on the immigration issue fails to convince Democrats. I'm Tom Temin. The Office of Management and Budget is canceling congressional travel using government-owned or rented aircraft due to the government shutdown. Acting OMB Director Russell Vaught says Congress can't use government aircraft support to travel without permission from the White House Chief of Staff. No funds are appropriated for any congressional travel delegation expenses without advance permission. The Federal Aviation Administration seeks to ease regulations on commercial drones flying over people and at night. Drone operators currently need a waiver from the FAA to fly under those conditions. Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao announced the proposal at a meeting of the Transportation Research Board. The agency will post the draft rule and allow public comments on it once the partial shutdown ends. Michael Horowitz and Allison Lerner will continue to lead the Council of the Inspectors General on Integrity and Effectiveness for another two-year term. The Council elects Horowitz, the IG for the Justice Department, for a third term as chairman. Horowitz then reappointed Lerner, the IG of the National Science Foundation, to be vice chairman for the third term as well. Under the leadership, Siggy has become more transparent through the Oversight.gov website that lists every IG report issued from across the government. 
The Navy is considering the creation of a new politically appointed leader to oversee IT and data issues. More now from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. The Navy Department essentially abolished the position of Chief Information Officer a little under a year ago. Now it may be headed in the other direction. Navy Secretary Richard Spencer says the department may create a new Assistant Secretary for Information Management, with duties ranging from data governance and cloud management to cybersecurity. The department delegated many of those duties to the Navy and Marine Corps last March. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Tyndall Air Force Base in Florida is still digging out after being devastated by Hurricane Michael last October. The Air Force says there's still 13 million pounds of scrap metal to remove from the base. The Defense Logistics Agency Disposition Services removed 2 million pounds of metal in the last two weeks. It could take six months before all the metal is cleared. Two-thirds of operationally critical military installations are threatened by disasters caused by climate change in the next 20 years, according to a new report from the Defense Department. Fifty-three installations are currently at risk for flooding, and seven more will be in the near future. The study states wildfires threaten 36 installations, and that number will rise to 43 by 2038. Congress mandated DOD's review of climate threats in the 2018 Defense Authorization Bill. The Energy Department has its first net-zero energy building. The Nevada National Security Site unveiled a 424-kilowatt array under its Mercury Solar Project, making it the first Energy Department facility to have a net-zero energy building. This means the array for the fire station provides the same or more energy back to the power grid than it uses. In fact, NNSS says the extra power generated from the solar array will also enable the first new building on the campus to count as a net-zero energy facility. Construction on that facility began this month. I'm Jason Miller. And the Veterans Affairs Department is one step closer to achieving appeals modernization. Regulations are out now on implementing the Veterans Appeals Improvement and Modernization Act. The new law gives veterans three options to pursue their appeals, supplemental claim, a higher level review, or a direct appeal to the Board of Veterans Appeals. The new law will be effective February 19th. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 